0: Hello and welcome once again to The Fellowcast. We're back in the studio slash office and it's a privilege for me to speak to Garth again. And we are in Genesis chapter 39 where we find Joseph in slavery in Egypt. Is that right, Pastor Garth? That
1: is so, yes. His brother sold him. And last time you'll remember we just covered the small sort of in-between stories, um, which just shows us the righteousness of Joseph far exceeding the righteousness of at least his four eldest brothers. So yeah, the youngest of the guys or second youngest um, to Benjamin is actually the guy to look to as an example Mm. uh, which maybe should have been the other way around. So, there he is, yes, in Egypt and he is sold to Potiphar and Potiphar is the captain of the guard for Pharaoh and um, right from the beginning we are told that as soon as Joseph came into Potiphar's house the Lord blessed Potiphar's house exceedingly. Mm-hmm. Out in the field, in the home, everything was just blessed mm-hmm. since the moment that Joseph arrived. and um, I'm going to read for us because it's so beautiful. The Lord was with Joseph and he prospered and he lived in the house of the Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, what a broad statement. Hey? Yeah, sure. Joseph found favor in his eyes and he actually just entrusted everything to Joseph. Incredible. Um, in fact, Joseph would later make a statement to Potiphar's wife. Um, he says, No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. Mm. Now, here's a bit of a challenge. Rob spoke to us about slavery, and we're actually going to answer a question about slavery just now. Consider the fact that even though everything in Prosper's house, uh, Potiphar's house was prospering, we must maybe change his name <laughs> <No>, to prosper. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be too far-fetched. Prosper-far. <laughs> <laughs> even though everything was prospering, Joseph is still a slave. Yeah. Everything is entrusted to him, but he's not earning a salary. Mm. Uh, it's really consider his heart's attitude. Because yeah. we're going to find the same attitude just now when he's chucked in jail. Uh, his attitude is just to do good wherever he yeah. is. Even though he's not getting wealthy He's not gaining anything from it. Yeah, uh, as I'm such. sure
0: he had a good meal and a good place to sleep. And yes, he had what his needs were met. In, there in, we in go. That case. Yeah.
1: yeah, but he's not wealthy himself. He's not making himself. a profit off it. He's yeah. still a slave. He's still owned by his master. Yeah,
0: yeah. So
1: then comes the challenge uh, because uh, Potiphar's wife then has an eye for Joseph. Yeah, and I'm sure as captain of the guard, Potiphar is a busy guy, he's maybe even going all over the the nation, I don't know what he's up to, but his wife grabs an opportunity when he's not at home, after several times approaching Joseph Mm. um, and him rejecting her, saying I'm not going to lie down with you, I'm not going to fiddle with you you are not mine, Mm. you belong to my master, and finally uh, she pushes him when he's alone in the house with her, and says come, lie down with me, and again when he refuses Um, she grabs him as he leaves the room and in her hand is left a piece of his garment Mm -hmm. um, when he runs bolts out of the house, which is always for us a nice image of how do you deal with temptation? Run away. You run, boy. (laughs) You run. Yeah. Um, And she then cries out for the rest of the servants and says, Come help. Come help. See this Hebrew that my master have brought into the house. He came to play with me. Hmm. Um, and see, I've, I've got his garment in my hands. And that's then the proof as such that yeah. she holds. When Potiphar comes home, Joseph unjustly is
0: thrown into jail. Huh? Not... Not a nice picture.
1: Yes. It seems like the the Lord's plans for him is going pear-shaped. Yeah, because at this point, if we don't know the end of the story, which i always sad
0: that yeah. we do. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> if you could just read it again for the first time, you'd say, well, what about those dreams? Yeah. It really was just a boy's dreams, isn't it? Yeah. Nothing's well, is going to come of it. it.
0: seems like it. He's away from it. Where
1: is his brothers ever mm. going to bow down to him? Where is he going to yeah. get that honor? Um, it just seems absolutely impossible at this stage but again um, his attitude in the jail is the same as in part of his house yeah so much so that the um, the god the jailkeeper entrusts everything to Joseph now there at least you can say maybe he's got a bit more freedom to move around because now he's doing all the chores mm. that the jailkeeper would have done taking the plates to the the guys the food um Sorry for the thought, but think about what work he is doing in the jail. There's no running toilets. He's emptying buckets, all yeah. of those kind of things. But he does it all so well that he's trusted all okay, throughout the yeah. time. Yeah. And again, the things are going to turn bad because now we're coming to chapter 40 and the cupbearer and the baker are having their dreams. Uh It seems like Joseph never gets far away from dreams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um And the first dream um, of the, uh, well, let's just set the scene. Um, These two guys somehow offended Pharaoh and therefore were thrown into jail. Hmm. Um, We don't know what they did, uh, but it must have been pretty bad. And it seems like Pharaoh is still making up his mind as to what's going to happen to these two guys. um, Because they just kept them. And both of them in the same night have a dream. And it disturbs them so much that when Joseph comes around the next day, he perceives, listen, these guys, something is wrong. Uh, their countenance is down. What's what's going on? So he asks them and they say, well, we had a dream. And he says, well, tell me your dreams. He's got this faith, isn't it? Um, just that I understand dreams. Um, up until this point, we have no proof that Joseph's interpretation of dreams is accurate.
0: Yeah, this will be the first time we, we yeah. see him give it a go.
1: Yeah, but it seems like he's got something in his heart about, give it to me, Yeah, you know? Let's yeah. see, the Lord will give you an interpretation. Yeah. Um, and they then tell him the dreams. The, the first one there, the baker, says, Well, um, I had three baskets on my head filled with bread, and um, the crows came and ate the bread from the basket um and then the cupbearer says well my dream i've got three baskets on my head with grapes in it and i take some of the grapes and i squeeze it out into Pharaoh's cup and i hand it to him and joseph says to the cupbearer well in 3 days time you will be restored to your post back in the palace Um, And it's a very important post. They just consider it. We think about Nehemiah as well in the same position. It's like the king's right-hand man. He's the guy who never leaves the king's side. Um, Everybody else comes in and goes. Mm. And to the baker, he says, in three days' time, Pharaoh will send for you, and you will lose your head. You will die. And sure enough, three days later, it happens exactly the way that uh, Joseph said um, and Joseph charged the cupbearer and said, Please, remember we when you stand in front of Pharaoh. You know, speak well of me over there. And he doesn't. He completely forgets about him. Until, am I right? Two years, two full years, chapter 41 says, yeah. passed by. When finally, Pharaoh also had a dream.
0: Yeah, the uh, dreams again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. We can understand why this is just one of those Sunday school school, never
0: growing old stories. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's
1: an it's a evergreen one yeah. uh, because it's just filled with so much intrigue. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, Pharaoh uh, wakes up in the night with a dream. And the first dream that he has was about um, seven fat cows coming out of the Nile River. Interesting, eh? Mm. And they, um, they browse and they eat between the reeds, the greens beto- uh, next to the river. He wakes up with that dream, and then he falls asleep again. He has a second dream. And the second dream is dreaming um, that there were seven heads of grain, and they were healthy, they were full. And then seven lean heads of grain comes around, and those seven ones swallow up the other. Sorry, I forgot to mention the lean cows coming out of the river ate up the fat cows, right? Um, and uh, he wakes up from it really disturbed and he calls all the wise men and all the magicians in Egypt together and say come on you have to help me with this I don't understand this dream and none of them can help him and it's beautiful that there's some integrity isn't it yeah. remember Nebuchadnezzar's story uh, he said well I'm not going to tell you my dreams you better tell me my dreams <laughs> and the interpretation because yeah. he didn't have the faith that They will actually give him the true interpretation, yeah. They will think up a story. These guys have the integrity to say to him, We don't know, yeah. Hey, eh? interesting, yeah. It would have been nice to make up a story yeah. and look like I'm the only one that knows, yeah, <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> until it doesn't happen, yeah. <laughs> 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 and then <laughs> he they, gets stoned. They just love their lives, yeah. Um, but then suddenly, the cup bearer, um, says to Pharaoh. It's beautiful. He says, today I'm reminded of my shortcomings. Mm. Uh, suddenly yeah. it struck him. There was this guy in the dungeon, and he told me my dream, and it came true. And he asked me to speak to Pharaoh, and I didn't. You know, just that conviction of heart. And he tells him about the the guy he met in the in the dungeon. And he actually says to him, well, it's one of um, Potiphar's servants over there, because Pharaoh will know Potiphar. Yeah. And just jumping a bit forward, when I read it again now, uh, I was thinking, isn't it interesting how Potiphar must have felt when Joseph became head of Egypt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More powerful than he. Yeah. My servant that I chucked into the dungeon became second in charge to the man that it's in charge of me. Yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just that favor again of God. A complete turnaround yeah. of circumstances,
1: eh? Yeah. And so When Pharaoh is called out of the dungeon, and says he first got a a pair of clean clothes and he shaved and then came into his presence. And the king said to him, I've got this dream um, and I'm told that you can interpret dreams. Immediately, Joseph uses the opportunity to say to him, no, I cannot. (laughs) And this was Daniel the same, isn't it? He says, no, I cannot, but God will give me the interpretation. He gives all the glory to God. Um, Pharaoh then tells him the dream And then comes the interpretation He says to them The Lord is showing you what's going to happen For the next seven years You're going to have prosperity in the land Everything's going to be wonderful Like those fat cows and the healthy um, uh, Heads of grain And then After that there's going to come A great famine in the land Seven years of famine Just consider that it's seven years with no rain Mm -hmm. I mean we had a drought in the Cape it does not come close to this. Yeah, sure. uh, it's a complete devastation of the land. Um, and consider the fact that the Lord reveals it beforehand. He loves Egypt. Mm. He loves the people of Egypt. This is not just about Joseph's family. That part of the story, it's way too small, mm. right? They get to be blessed by this as well. And later Joseph will say, the Lord have sent me ahead so that you guys can be rescued. But Joseph also said, and the people of Egypt and the surrounding areas can be rescued. Mm. So God loves the people so much that he gives the head of the country this dream. Sure. And he warns them, make ready. There's going to come a tough time. Well, after the interpretation of this, uh, Joseph has the wisdom to continue to speak. And to say, so the Lord has shown you what's going to happen so that you can prepare. Therefore... Build great barns and storehouses all o- across the country, mm. and store up the um, time of plenty, so that when the time of need comes, there's enough for everybody. Yeah, it's it's great. He's got that boldness to step out and just yeah. speak in wisdom and say, "So this is what you need to do." The strategy you know? for going yeah. forward. It's not just a warning; it's a get ready. Yeah. Um. To and and it says that Pharaoh spoke to his officials, and it seemed good. To Pharaoh and to his officials, this plan that Joseph had put forward. And in response to that, then Pharaoh says, who better is there than you? You to whom the Lord God has revealed what's going to happen. Nobody has greater wisdom than you. Therefore, you will be in charge of my entire palace, my entire country. You you will be, um, I I will only be greater to you, he says, in um, regard to the throne. Mm. In other words, all other authority is entrusted to Pharaoh. Sure. Um, this to is the uh, after Joseph. Yeah. Sorry, this is the absolute zero to hero story.
0: Yeah. there <laughs> is
1: no greater one than that. Yeah, eh?
0: literally from the pit to the palace. Yes, yeah.
1: absolutely entrusted. Um, but uh, I really think we can draw so many lines mm. through here because. It's not just God doing that. Joseph all throughout this had a response to God, Mm. a response to circumstances, which I believe um, showed him to be able to handle this kind of Mm. power, this kind of responsibility. And the way he's going to respond to his brothers in the chapter that's going to come, the wisdom that he has to test their hearts and then the complete forgiveness, it really shows that the Lord could trust this man with Mm. that amount of power Mm. and responsibility
0: yeah sure just as you were sharing there was there's a lot of kind of comparisons that I that I could draw up in how that would relate to us yeah. in our time you know uh, we often speak about where the christians are in business you know god blesses those places and and of reading this again it just confirms the fact that if there's if god's favor is on your life whether you are in a a non-Christian environment, yeah. you automatically carry the favor of God into that a- atmosphere, so to speak. Yeah. And, and other people may benefit from it, like the mm. Egyptians who, w- who weren't worshipers of God as such. Absolutely. Um, so, And, yeah. and also s- somewhere early in Hebrews, it speaks about it's by faith and perseverance that the promises are attained. And mm. And you said early, earlier in, in this um, chat that we've been having how, you know, Joseph's dream was so long ago and, and it could feel like, well, maybe it was just a dream, but then he kept, he kept on applying his faith and he kept on persevering and believing God for, yeah. for those dreams. And, and over how many years it happened, then it yeah. only comes to pass. So it's amazing. It's such an encouragement to me as well to listen to this and to go, well, you know, God's word sometimes it doesn't happen straight away. Yes. But we need to keep on trusting him and keep on being faithful with mm. what's in front of us.
1: And faithful with a little. He yeah. came in not as the head servant into part of his yes, house. Yes, absolutely. He came into the jail just as a, another yeah. prisoner. Yeah. Um, it really shows, um, what is it saying, James? Uh, consider it all joy yeah. when trials and temptations yeah. comes along uh, and... Um, persevere through it because perseverance brings produces, good fruit in it yeah. Yeah. but then the other thing that just comes to mind is um, all those passages in Proverbs uh, with a men's Bible study group we're going through Proverbs and it says so many times God resists the proud mm. he raises up the yeah. humble that's the picture of just Joseph, the humility is yeah, it? yeah. yeah. Uh, in the beginning it sort of seemed to us oh, he's a bit <laughs> bivar, yeah. uh, sharing these dreams <laughs> with the brothers and enjoying being the favorite or something but there's, there's really gold in his heart. Yeah. He, he is a humble servant and therefore he's raised up. Yeah, Cast down again, raised yeah. up again and then p- put into this position.
0: And the key there for me is that it's God who, who promotes him. Because yes. th- like he said to the cupbearer, please remember me. And eventually he did, but yeah. it wasn't of his own remembrance. It was... It yeah. was like you said. There was a conviction of his heart. Two years later, only so at again the right time. at the right time. Yeah. It's God bringing it to pass, His promotion, and I think that's a beautiful thing to see in it as well. That in none of these going down, going up, it's him making it happen, or it's literally God bringing it to yes. pass at the right time. Yeah.
1: But also, the Lord that blessed Potiphar's house since the moment that Joseph, Joseph came, came
0: in. Joseph came in. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: doesn't just seem like he's doing. The Lord is working in the yeah. midst of that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Great story. Beautiful story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So next week, we're going to just continue with that. And we'll see that the brothers finally come then to the the story back in. Yeah. And man, just uh, there's there's such an intrigue in the next part of the story, how Joseph has that wisdom to test their hearts. That's really what's going to happen. So if you read ahead, look out for that. Mm. The Joseph looking to see, has his brother's hearts changed? Yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Garth. I really enjoyed this one and I'm looking very much forward to what's to come in the story even though we do know what's coming but it's still some excitement and anticipation for what we can learn from these following chapters. So thank you very much. Thank you. Until next time.